Hi, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this live stream here on YouTube. I'm super excited to hang out with you. If you are joining me live, we're actually starting a couple minutes late because I was working with another agent who had some questions and that ran a few minutes behind. So I'm so sorry for my tardiness. However, I am excited to spend some time chatting and I see tons of questions in the chat and I even had a few that were sent to me via direct message on Instagram at Bryce and Stephanie that I'm going to get to here too. So let's get right to it. My intention today is to do a live Q&A with you because we had actually planned to do a live Q&A where we were talking about your business questions for real estate after my live event last week. And we ran out of time to really do that. So I figured why not just schedule it a week later right here on YouTube so we can hang out together and answer some questions live. So thank you so much for joining me. Let's get to it. The first question that I am seeing here is from Zach Brookshire. Hey, Zach. He says, hey, Steph, any recommendations on companies that build real estate websites? I'm looking at real estate webmasters, nice user experience, but their built-in CRM is $500 a month, and I'd rather use follow-up boss. Good question. So I actually had that same challenge myself when we were looking for a really good website for real estate. And our big necessaries, like our big things, uh, checklist items for a great real estate website was it had to be really good on mobile since 80% of traffic happening online is is starting on mobile. And it had to have a really good IDX um, or home search function on it. And so we actually went through YLOPO. And so I know a lot of you guys have probably heard of YLOPO. It's spelled Y-L-O-P-O. They are a real estate marketing platform. And you can kind of think of them as another, um, as another sync, or another curator, something like that. But what they really do is they have some of the best real estate tech in the industry. And we have been members with YLOPO. Um, We've used their products for almost five years now, which is crazy to think. So we started by just getting a custom website. And what they did was they put together this beautiful custom website. You can can check out mine at thelugos.com. And the Home search site is incredible. So our clients love using the home search site. But what's so cool is they also give you access to other tools and add-ons like using an automated, um, like an AI ISA, internal sales agent. 
Um, they help do your remarketing ads if you would like to do that. You don't have to do any of this stuff right off the bat. We didn't. But over time, as our budget grew and as there are more things that we wanted to do, we've basically use the entire suite at Ylopo. So I actually have um, a way that you can reach out to my rep at Ylopo. If you email Sean, S-E-A-N at Ylopo, definitely go reach out to them and let let him know that I sent you. He will take great care of you. They are good people. And I know that's hard to find in real estate marketing. You know how these these digital companies are. It feels like they're all kind of the same, but Ylopo is different and we've been with them for five years. So I hope that says enough. Um, we also use Homebot through Ylopo. They integrate with Follow Up Boss, which is fantastic, which was another need. I did not want something with a built-in CRM because if I ever wanted to leave that service, because if it didn't fit my budget anymore or whatever, it needed to be easy to move. And then we also are able to split the marketing costs with our lender, which we do. So I could not recommend them enough. Definitely check out, um, reach out to Sean at Ylopo.com. Let him know that I sent you. He'll take great care of you. I feel like I should have um, one of those guys on the podcast some time to talk about it because they actually do some really cool stuff in the tech space. Thanks for that great question, Zach. Okay, Alina says, how do you build an effective workflow using your CRM and project manager and how do you recommend both get used? Now, I see we've got a couple of questions from Alina, so I'm going to run through these and these all sound really good and, and interesting. So I love that you're asking this question of how to build an effective workflow using your CRM and project manager. And the way that I like to kind of explain it is my project manager, which is Asana. Yes, you can use monday.com. Yes, you can use Trello. Yes, you can use ClickUp. I use Asana. No reason. I just like it. Asana tells me when to go into the CRM. So I set up our database marketing plan and checklist in Asana. Um, if you're a part of Market Authority Academy, you get all these set up for you um, automatically, which is super cool. Um, but I use that database marketing calendar that tells me when and who I need to be speaking with in my CRM. Um, I, it also tells me a little bit about like my day-to-day -day workflow. So for example, I have an easy project in Asana and they call them projects lists in Asana that tells me what my daily workflow should look like. So for example, my power hours, what do I have scheduled in my power hours? Um, what do I have on the, on the day, you know, or plan for the day, that kind of thing. What marketing tasks do I have to do? And so anything that happens to be needing to be done in follow up boss, Asana tells me when to do that. And what's really cool is I can also delegate those tasks to other people on my team as well. And so it makes delegation and training really easy for that as well. So sometimes it's as simple as during my power hours, making sure to go and call these people in my CRM. And while I'm in my CRM, I need to go into the tasks and make sure I don't have any outstanding or overdue tasks. And then I also have to reach out to any birthdays during that week, for example. Um, so again, Asana is telling me, go into your CRM, reach out to your current birthdays, reach out to your people, that kind of stuff. And so that's how you build a workflow. You kind of decide what you want that marketing and prospecting plan to look like. And then you have to document it in Asana and then execute it with those tools as you plan to do that. She also said in the CRM, you can put in leads and attach actions to the calendar for the lead, but you cannot include a workflow templates or checklist for a client, which is kind of the problem. So that's why I like follow up boss, because you can create really detailed action plans. But again, you know how you get busy sometimes <laughs> if you're managing a lot of clients and you've got all these fires going on. It's just good to be able to have a home base like Asana to say like, hey, 
Did you remember to go to go into your CRM? Did you remember to reach out to these people this day? That kind of stuff. Um, but it's not only just telling me when to go into my CRM, of course, it's also telling me, Hey, did you go onto social media and do your engagement? Did you make this post? Did you write this newsletter? So that's why I like both of them, because the only thing that is happening in the CRM is client communication. Everything else in terms of your project workflow is documented in Asana. So I hope that that helps in terms of she, she goes on, she says, how would you manage that? Would you need to include client details in your CRM. So all of my client details are in the CRM. I don't really include any of that data in Asana or in my project manager. Um, they are exactly like you said, project managers, Alina says, are so much more visual and they are great at not letting the ball drop for each client. But the CRM provides longevity and a place for your database. You nailed it. That's exactly how I use it. Um, so <laughs> you also say I'm currently very overwhelmed and being busy without being efficient and consistent. That is my biggest pet peeve. I have found myself in that place more times than I can count. So it's definitely not just you. Um, but remember idea. So idea is the system um, that we use to create a workflow or a um, SOP, right? Like a standard operating procedure. And if we look at idea, idea is an acronym for identify. So identify what needs to be happening, like what the result is that you want or the workflow that you want established. Document the steps. That's D. E is execute. So execute that process a few times, make sure it works. And then A, automate. So then you can use something like Asana to log it, to um, do things automatically. Automation can also happen in your CRM. If you have a templated email that is scheduled to go out at a certain time, that kind of thing. So anytime you're feeling overwhelmed, just write down on a piece of paper idea and figure out where you are in that in those steps and then kind of reverse engineer. Thanks for those great questions. Okay, Navid, hello. He says, um, I want to learn more about Facebook leads generation. I don't do a lot of that and I can't really coach on something that I don't do. So I, I do actually pay a super small budget for Lobo to manage that for me. And they do a couple of things for me. So I'm not a digital marketer. I have no interest in learning anything about the ads manager. That seems way too complicated for me. Um, and so I delegate that out. Ylopa does a small remarketing budget for us, meaning we upload our database, so our people, and they send tasteful, timely ads to them just for brand awareness so that they see us. But it also sends them to our home search site um, for uh, lists that are curated specifically for them. I don't know how they do it. Ylopa does all of it. Um, I, I can't really <laughs> get into anything more than that. Cause like, I don't really use Facebook leads, um, or ads as a way to grow my business beyond that. Okay. So, um, Camilla says, is there an Asana specifically for real estate? Not really. And Asana is so easy to tailor to your, whatever setup you have. I just don't know why I would look for anything else. It just works really well for me. And it kind of goes back to that age old saying of, and, and they say this a lot with your CRM, what's the best CRM? Well, it's a CRM that you will use. So a lot of times we start looking at different tools like CRMs or project managers or, you know, whatever. And we get really lost in the deeds of like, well, what's the, what's the best one for me? What, what do I really need? That's going to really do it for my business. What's the perfect one. And it's not so much about having something that's perfect. 
It's about choosing something that will suit your needs as close as possible to what you need and just sticking with it and getting work done. You have to get to a place in your business where you are executing and taking action. And the longer you procrastinate by trying to make really good decisions, the longer it is you're going to take to find traction. And Camille, of course, not, not what you're doing here, but just something that I always think about in case somebody finds themselves getting stuck in the weeds here. Um, that's just something that I like to share, a perspective that I like to share. My whole philosophy is done is better than perfect. Progress is better than perfect. I'm never looking for something that's perfect, perfect, perfect. I just want something that's going to get the job done so I can keep taking, like making progress. Love that. Okay. So, oh, and Camilla also said the customer relationship management system is a CRM. So thank you for sharing that. Somebody in the chat asked, what is a CRM? Yeah, a CRM is a customer or client relationship manager. And so again, the only thing that should be happening in your CRM is saving contacts, saving notes for those people, their contact information, managing the way that you're speaking to people. Communication is the only thing that's happening there. Anything else, I don't do my newsletters out of my CRM. I don't do any kind of marketing out of my CRM. I don't utilize it for that. And I know that a lot of people love to think like, oh, but an all-in-one system would be so nice. It would until something breaks or something does not evolve at the same pace. So for example, a lot of people say, well, why can't I send my um, my newsletters through follow-up boss? It wasn't designed to do that. And the moment that something changes with Google inboxes or Yahoo inboxes or Hotmail inboxes or Apple inboxes, the moment something changes with the way that these email providers send and receive email, it's so much harder for someone like follow-up boss to go in and change that process because they're not a master of sending newsletters. They're a master of the technology that they created. That's why I want to work with someone like a MailChimp for a newsletter because they are masters at sending and receiving email. It's very, very niche. And so, for example, there's a lot of things that change with how these different platforms work and speak together. If you do try to find an all-in-one system, like you know, a CRM marketing platform that does it all magically, it's just not always going to be as effective as making sure to find those things that specialize in any one given area. So that's my philosophy with that. That's also why I use follow-up boss. It's really good. It gets the job done. It has an easy user experience. Anything else I can find. <laughs> Taking a little sip of water. Cheers, guys. Hope that this is really helpful. Let me know in the chat if it is. I had a couple of questions that were um, sent to me via Instagram, and I wanted to go ahead and answer those really quickly. But if you have a question about your business or marketing or real estate or whatever that you want answered live, go ahead and leave that in the chat now. Otherwise, I'm going to move to the ones that were sent to me offline. So one agent sent me a challenge that they have, and they're working with a lot of buyers right now, and they're still struggling getting offers accepted. And I know that they're probably not the only one. It's been a challenging market, to say the least, for many of us. Now, I, I can share a little bit about our process of getting offers accepted. Um, so we have been really fortunate um, to sell a lot of homes this year. Things are still going really well, even with the challenges of the market, even with the interest rates rising, um, with everything else going on. So things are working as we are implementing them. And a little bit about what we do to help make sure to get offers accepted is number one, this is kind of just like an easy 
um, way around it, not looking at like the hottest listings right away. So if you are working with primarily just buyers right now, and you have a lot of buyers who are like sending you homes as soon as they hit the market, you need to do a couple of different things. Number one, you need to set up a MLS search for each client individually that will send you new listings that hit their parameters plus or minus 10%, you know, like make it a little more broad um, to go into your inbox every day. So every morning you should be seeing this MLS um, hit your inbox with new listings. And that way you can be a little bit more in the driver's seat and saying, hey, you should look at this property. Hey, this one might be a good option. That kind of stuff. Just so you're a little bit less reactive. Because if you are constantly trying to like be behind the eight ball and waiting for your clients to send you properties, it's going to be a little more challenging. This way you have a little bit of extra time in the mornings during your power hours to actually scout out properties for your clients and help help show them opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have looked at on their own. The other thing that we can be doing is looking at properties with days on market. As the market continues to shift, you will keep on seeing this. But even during the height of the frenzy during the spring, we were able to help get our clients into properties without bidding wars, without multiple offer situations, just by looking at homes that for whatever reason had been sitting on the market for a couple of weeks. So that's number two, look at, you know, homes that have been sitting on the market for a while. Because if you don't have to get into a multiple offer situation, don't. It's not fun for anybody. The third thing that we can be doing is obviously having great conversations with the listing side. Now, some listing agents are just kind of trash. <laughs> and, and I don't say that lightly. I know that that's like, I know it's real people on the other side, but you guys know how it is. Not everybody is there to present their clients in the best possible light. Some people kind of let it get to their head. And some people are not as skilled at communication and they're not as courteous and ethical. Um, but, but what we can be doing is focusing on what we do control, which is how we present an offer. So for example, you should never just send an offer cold without touching base, at least trying to touch base with the listing agent. We make a call, we send an email, like we're having communications with the cross agents and trying to create an opening for communication before ever even sending an offer. Um, we we're doing a lot of things to, to help understand what's most important to the seller beyond just throwing a bunch of money on them, trying to humanize our buyers, trying to share the story. There's a lot of ways you can advocate for your clients that don't involve just overbidding and throwing a lot of money that they don't have. And so that's how we're able to get some offers accepted at or below list price. That's where, how we're able to get repairs negotiated in or concessions, um, and it also helps that Bryce, my husband is really, really good at that too. Um, so I think over time, as you go through this process more and more, you develop that skill, you gain more confidence and you can do it more too. So I hope that that helps. The other question that I had was actually about my YouTube batching strategy. So I want to get that. Um, I want to answer that a little bit and I'm actually going to be doing a YouTube video about that coming soon. Tomorrow I'm going to go film my videos for, for the following month. Um, so that's actually a topic item, but I did receive that question. And so I, if it's cool, I see some other questions in the chat. I would actually like to pin that question about my YouTube batching strategy um, for a video coming up. And if, if you guys are cool with that, I'll actually post it like next week or the following week in an exclusive video. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So Rashonda says, do you use cold calling as a prospecting tool? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even have anything else to say. No, I don't. Um, I have a lot of call reluctance and I'm really bad at cold calling. So I, I've tried it a couple of times, like six or seven years ago. It's not for me. 
Zach says, are you setting up listing alerts for buyers using your MLS or another service? I'm using my MLS. Um, are you logging those interactions and follow up boss to keep track? Anytime I have interactions regarding that, like sending them listings, um, follow up boss is actually like importing that communication from Gmail, which is the email provider that we use. So they're all logged there already. And then as much as we can, we're texting from follow up boss. Um, sometimes if we get to that point though, we actually move them onto a personal chat between Bryce, myself, and then our clients. And then we're texting from there. So it kind of just depends. Larissa says, what is your advice on finding your niche so you attract the clients you want? I'm having a hard time figuring out what mine should be. Funny you ask. This is one of the things that we do right up front in the Market Authority Academy. Because you can't have solid marketing on or off social media if you don't know who your niche is. And so we have an entire module <laughs> dedicated where I walk through a really simple step-by-step -step process to help understand exactly what that niche looks like. Um, an easy way to start is by thinking about the homes you want to sell, right? So like, what homes do you want to sell? What are you passionate about? I had a client who, or not a client, I had an agent who I'm working with out of California who's really passionate about waterfront homes. She loves waterfront properties. She always used to drive by these neighborhoods and think about how beautiful they were and knew that when she got into real estate, she wanted to sell those homes. And so that is just a simple matter of like, okay, who lives in those homes? Who's buying those homes? Who, um, where are they in the cycle of homeownership? Are they first time homebuyers? Probably not. They're probably second time moving up or relocating, right? So like really understanding where the, like what the home looks like is an easy way to start and then reverse engineering from there. Alina says, how do you batch tasks? Um, I would need a little bit more information on exactly what you're asking there. Um, but she also asked, what is your key to winning clients over competitors? So when you actually identify your niche and your ideal client, it's really easy to win over your competition. It's easy to sell you, set yourself apart. Because when you understand your ideal clients, you understand what's important to them and you're not just guessing so what a lot of agents do is they come in and they start waving around their experience or the number of listings they have or how much they'll cut their commission, which is really about them. It's like all about what they do and what they can do. What I do is I come in and when we're talking with a client, we spend a lot of time getting to know what's important to them. So we're asking them questions. We're not talking. We're asking questions. We're saying, okay, um, if you're looking to move, even if you don't know when or where, what about your current home do you want to change? What do you imagine in your next home? How long do you think you'll live there? Do you think you'll be growing your family there? Um, do you like tell us about the lifestyle you imagine? What concerns you about that? What fears do you have about the home buying or selling process? What's keeping you up at night? What's stressing you out? Those are the questions that we're asking. And I actually teach the agents in the Market Authority Academy how to do this. This is our like proprietary buyer and seller consultation package, how we do this. And so you, you can actually learn how to ask questions. And suddenly you're not selling. You're not doing a hard sell. You're not trying to like trick somebody into believing you or working with you. You're, you're literally taking the time to understand what's most important to them. Because from there, what you can say is like, okay, well, I'm hearing that you're really excited about this next home that you guys want to buy because you, you're looking to grow your family. That's beautiful. That's so cool. I can totally relate. 
Um, we need to sell a house before you do that. And I know that you're really concerned about being without a home in between. So this is like a, a typical second time moving up niche, right? Someone who has their first time home to sell before they move into their next move up home. So I'd say, okay, I, I hear that it's really important to you that you don't end up quote unquote homeless in between selling your first one and finding the, the right next one. So I totally understand that. I'd be worried about that too if I were in your shoes. Here, From there, you can start to share your solutions. You can say, here is how we work with buyers to make sure that that is a comfortable process, X, Y, and Z. And what's beautiful about identifying your niche through doing a little bit of research, you can actually anticipate that being an objection or a challenge and create the solution before you ever get there. <laughs> okay, cheers guys. Had to do a little sip of water because I'm about to lose my voice already. I hope that helps. I'm just reading through the chat. So many great questions. I think I can answer two more before I got to skedaddle. Is that cool guys? This was a lot of fun answering your Q&A, and I'm so glad that we got to hang out today. Camilla says, as a new agent, what skills or pros can you bring to the table to win clients over? I feel like it will be a stretch. I know it's doable, but confidence is lacking. I think, number one, understanding how to find what's important to your clients. So that process that I just shared with you, asking questions, um, being transparent about being new, being transparent about what you're really good at and what you're not really good at. Well, one thing that we do is I take agents in the Market Authority Academy through a process of identifying their like strengths, right? And you have a lot of transferable skills when you're getting into real estate if you've never done real estate before. For example, I got into real estate from finance. There's a lot of transferable skills. I just had to learn how to make that relevant to my clients. And so that's what you need to do. Okay. Let's see, I can answer one more question. So Alina said, how do you batch tasks in your daily, every day, including real estate, marketing, administrative tasks, in what order do you prioritize? The easy answer is you prioritize revenue producing tasks. Those need to happen first thing every day. Marketing tasks are lumped into that. I do those after prospecting. Appointments and taking care of current transactions happen midday to the afternoon. And admin and CEO time happens on Fridays. So we actually give that whole routine in depth to agents in the Market Authority Academy. You can swipe that. Um, if you were ever interested in joining Market Authority Academy, you can actually take that whole process. But that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the high level framework of it. Revenue producing activities are non-negotiables. They happen every day, first thing in the morning. Then you're more broad marketing and brand awareness stuff happens right after that. Then managing current transactions, getting an email, responding to fires, that kind of thing. And then admin and CEO time happens on Fridays. <clears throat> oh, I have one more that I'm going to answer. <laughs> so Veronica says, how do you genuinely describe the market right now? This is going to be my last question, guys. If you have any other questions that we didn't answer today, hit me up um, in, the, in the direct messages at Bryce and Stephanie on Instagram. I'll be happy to help where I can. The last question is Veronica says, how do you genuinely describe the real estate market right now? I think that we are, Veronica, I see your local. Hey friend. Um, in the Phoenix area, we are full on in a market shift 
And we all need to get really comfortable with it. And we need to have some serious conversations with our sellers about what that means for them. Our marketing has to be reflective of that. So for those of you who have been riding on the waves of low interest rates, historically low interest rates by now, now is the best time to sell. What's your marketing going to be? You got to be ready to change. You got to be ready to pivot because those things are not going to do it anymore. There are going to be new challenges that our clients are going to be facing. And if we're not talking about that, we are going to sound tone deaf. And so if you have not experienced the market shift, if it has not come to your area yet, it is going to come soon. So just be ready. And that's a marketing question. And so come back to this channel and learn marketing or inquire about the Market Authority Academy. This is literally what we do. We learn how to look at our business as a whole and make sure that the marketing and prospecting is working alongside our goals and is taking us to the right levels and then helping make sure that we have the right systems in place to support that so that we don't end up working 80 hours a week. <laughs> so um, that, that's what we do in the Market Authority Academy. If you are interested in learning more, check out the details in the show notes. We'll be updating those with the way that you can actually book a time to chat with me about whether or not the Market Authority Academy would be right for you. Really enjoyed chatting, you guys. This was a great time. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you have any other questions, hit me up on Instagram. Otherwise, I hope you have a great day and a great rest of your week. We'll talk soon. And until then, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.